Honey Hush is a podcast by a Southern businesswoman who knows a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees. Every week, Elizabeth will discuss up-and-coming and established leaders alike how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you're a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush will teach you that the sweeter the honey, the more bees you'll attract. Community is always more fun than competition. Today in episode six of Honey Hush, I'm going to be both the preacher and the choir. You know those conversations that you're having with someone and you're wondering if they're actually reading your mind. The conversation is all about them and their situation, but inwardly you're taking inventory of how relevant it is to your life too. So you just sit there and you chat, but your ears are perked up to your very own words. Yeah, that's what today's conversation is all about. Do you have young children in your life who love bath time? But what about those that don't love it quite as much? The glow plows were created so that children can learn to love the water. The glow plows were inspired by a child with autism whose mother used the technology behind glow plows to help him overcome his fear of water. His story influenced the development of the glow pal characters, and our mission is to create a product that engages children in sensory exercises and brightens bath time. Sammy, Pippa, Alex, Blair and Lumi, each are designed with a unique personality to celebrate the things that make each of us one of a kind. Each pal also has fun activities found on the Glow Pals website. My niece and nephew have loved the pals so much that they're going to be getting more in their stockings this Christmas for me. Filling up the bathtub with colorful lights makes this nighttime ritual something really to look forward to. They believe in the magic of childhood and the importance of playtime. It's their goal to bring that magic into ordinary everyday activities. Use promo code HONEYHUSH at checkout at GlowPals.com to receive 15% off of your order. A portion of every GlowPal purchase is donated directly to Batson's Children's Hospital and Children's of Mississippi. Earlier this week, I sat with a girl in her early 20s doing a typical mentoring session, trying to navigate her next steps and encourage all the good that I'm seeing sitting right in front of me. And she said the most profound thing. Know your worth. When a person knows their worth, they act differently than a person who does not know their worth. That pendulum can swing both ways though, right? I mean, I bet you can instantly think of someone who thinks too highly of themselves just as quickly as you can think of someone whose sense of self-worth is way undervalued. Know your worth. I just sat in that statement. I was there that morning for her. Nothing we were talking about had anything to do with me. I was there in support of her, yet her words were like medicine to my own soul. So much of our everyday thought patterns that lead to actions come from our sense of worth and where we think we fit into the equation. So often we find ourselves allowing others to belittle us in one environment, yet we rise up like a lion to protect ourselves in another. Or we wait for a certain person or a particular event to validate our our efforts. I mean, why is that? In my opinion only, this is linked to the very essence of what this podcast was was created to accomplish in its very beginning. I want to shine light on this topic so that we can identify it when we see it and deal with it in a healthy way. I'm talking about female competition. It's fierce, y'all, and it shows up in the most odd places, too. It's not just isolated to business. Just take a quick scroll through your squares to see grown women posting their Thanksgiving spreads and Christmas decorations all begging for a like. 
Typically, you don't see men doing that. And when was the last time you saw a dad post about report cards? But hey, not to let men off the hook, my son is the worst about posting hunting accomplishments and then checking religiously to see who comments. It is there on both sides, but I see our brand of it as a really cool opportunity. What if we found our worth not in being better than her, whoever her is in your mind, but by getting the best version of ourselves, regardless of what she's doing, she, whoever she is, she is going to be awesome. I mean, like really incredible. So incredible that you may not ever be able to catch up with her. You know why? Because her race is not your race. And all the while you're trying to run her race, you're falling behind in your own. Here's a personal example that, you know, I had to come to terms with about nine years ago. The report card game. What is more important, the grade or the learning? Obviously, we'd all say it's the learning. But that's not necessarily the message our kids are picking up on when we celebrate the grade. I personally was an honor roll National Honor Society member student, so naturally I thought my kids would be also. No, not the case. My daughter made honor roll for the very first time last nine weeks, and my son, he's never had all A's and B's, but not for lack of effort, but because they have some learning hurdles that make school really difficult for them. When my son was in second grade, and it was apparent that his name being in the newspaper for good grades was probably not going to be a thing in our house, I had to adjust my sales on where we were going to find our worth. For some, studying and making grades is part of what makes that kid tick, and they find great value in a job well done. But for my son, being the only kid left sitting in the bleachers on awards day, quite the opposite was happening for him. So a new opportunity opened its doors. We celebrated the kids that got the awards. They worked really hard for them. They earned them and they deserved them. And never have I let my children say, oh, they're just smarter or those awards are stupid. Being on the honor roll is a very big deal and that should be recognized and celebrated. But it's not where my kids or me as their mom can find our worth. So what we started doing with our kids years ago was celebrating their effort. Regardless of what the report card is promising, good or bad, what was your effort this nine weeks? As the mom, I come out of that scenario with a sense of excitement for my own kids as well as room to genuinely be happy for the family whose refrigerator door is full of ribbons from awards day. My race involves encouraging my dyslexic children to give their best effort. If I wander off into another mom's race with kids that do not have dyslexia and racking up academic awards, I will not only find myself discouraged but also with defeated kids that feel like they can't ever measure up. Now, I don't know if you're raised in a family who taught you your worth or if they saw you for who you were becoming, but it's never too late to invest in your own development in this area. From the time that we're tiny humans to adults, we find ourselves looking for approval of some sort of gauge to tell us if we're doing okay. What if we learn to know our worth instead of waiting for someone to tell you your worth? If your business transactions dictate your worth, that's gonna be inconsistent. If your social media algorithms dictate your worth, Wow, what a roller coaster, right? And if you're waiting for someone to dictate your worth, go ahead and get in line. Here's a harsh truth that we all know, but oftentimes don't act as if we know. It's no one else's job to fill your cup. Everyone else is busy trying to fill their own cup, and rightly so. Not in a selfish way, but in a self-aware, conscious knowledge of one's own feelings, motivations, and desires kind of way. So how do we do that? How do we find our confidence in our own worth and value? 
I was reading this article earlier in the week on the topic. Um, this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, yeah, I don't even say his name right, I'm sure. But Gary Vaynerchuk, he says that self-awareness allows people to recognize what things they do best so then they can go hard on those aspects of their life. It also helps you to accept your weaknesses so that all of your attention can be put on your strengths. So, number one, you need to know what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. And you may know yours or you may have an objective mentor who speaks that into your life. But also consider taking a personality test like 16personalities.com or humanmetrics.com. Number two, give yourself permission to know yourself. What do you like and dislike? What are your motivators and downers, habits and patterns? And then think for yourself. External input is so valuable, but you are not a puppet. This world needs your exact version of you. She, again, whoever she is, in your mind, she already exists. So there's no need for replicating or copying her. Be uniquely you and poke your chest out about that too. Gary literally has a blog post where he poses hard questions like, you know, where you ask yourself the questions before they actually happen. You know, what would you do if, fill in the blank. How would you respond if whatever happens? Yeah, girl, I'm encouraging you to talk to yourself out loud even if you need to. And I see you Enneagram 1, 2, 6, and 9 folks. This is harder for you. I'm asking you to break away from what the quote-unquote right answer is or how you're going to avoid conflict. And I'm asking you to really sit and, and think about how you feel and how you think. Number three. Learn from your mistakes and be aware of times that you reacted instead of responded. How did you deal with pressure and pain? Do you drive away relationships when you feel threatened? You know, try to detach yourself from the emotions and reflect back and reflect back on the situation, sort of like in a third person, in order to find a better solution that preserves relationships instead of having to patch them up later. Number four, try new things. If you do not see obvious opportunities, create them for yourself. This is America, a free world, and there's an app for everything. You do not need permission to recreate yourself. Number five, recall your natural strengths and interests that you've you've had since childhood. Maybe even write them down in your journal as a letter to your previous little girl self. Number six, learn from the past to make a better future. After every funeral our family attends, we talk about what we each once said at our own funerals and then discuss how we want to make that reality once that day comes. At some point, we're all going to die. I mean, I know it sounds morbid, but and there's going to be a brief discussion about that dash between the year we were born and the year that we died. That dash is going to be read at our funeral. Each day is an opportunity to fill in the words of that dash. Let's make the pastor's job a little bit easier that day and give him words of unity, selflessness, and love to use on our behalf. We've all had times in our life where we believe that lie that someone else was trying to tell you, either intentionally or unintentionally, about your worth. This issue is common to man. It's not just a woman problem or a man problem. It's a human condition because we all want to be seen and acknowledged as worthy. But because of another human condition called selfishness, most of us are not really concerned about anybody but ourselves, and we're not really thinking about anybody else at all. And inner self-confidence has got to take root so that when, not if, the winds of insecurity start to blow, you are firmly planted and established in your worth. Be able to communicate your value with respect 
and remove your ego from the equation. Replace false ego with a confident belief that you are enough. And watch how others around you begin to respond. It's really hard to bully a person who knows their worth. An app that I'd really like to suggest you download today is called the I Am app. It's a daily affirmations reminder for self-care that helps rewire your brain, build self-esteem, and change negative thought patterns. You can set up your notifications to receive reminders that are authentic and thought-provoking. This is completely a non-paid ad. It's just a suggestion that literally came from another entrepreneur friend who happens to be a part of the hive, and she saw that I could use some of these reminders. I mean, heck, can't we all? I have these prompts set up to notify me throughout the day to further remind me of what I already know about my worth and my value. And y'all, it hadn't gotten old yet. Before we wrap up, though, another side of this whole thing is that you do hold power in other people's lives. You can be that person that speaks worth and value into a friend. If you see something beautiful in her, speak it out loud. Be someone that spreads good rumors about others. It feels amazing to look for the good in a person instead of that thing they do wrong. And then you actually tell them to their face. You actually bring just as much value to yourself as you add to them by spilling your tea about their amazingness. I mean, when have you ever not liked hearing someone brag on you? No app can be the real thing coming from an actual human standing right in front of you. So try it this week. See how it feels. Until next time, y'all, keep the honey flowing.